podcast number 22, dominant seventh chords. In podcast number 16, we added seventh chords onto the triads, the three note chords in any given key. For example, in the key of C, the one chord is C major, the two chord is D minor, the three chord is E minor, the four chord is F, the five chord is G, the sixth chord is A minor, and the seventh chord is B diminished. By adding the seventh note from the root in the scale, for a C chord, it would be C, D, E, F, G, A, B. So a C major seventh chord was C, E, G, B. So then the chords became C major seventh, D minor seventh, E minor seventh, F major seventh, G7, A minor seventh, and B half diminished seventh. Now, adding the seventh onto the one chord, the two, the three, the four, and the six added color. But on the five chord, it added dissonance. And on the seventh chord, which is already dissonant, it adds more dissonance. In fact, on the seventh chord, that is used primarily in classical and jazz, not used very often in the music we are studying. The five chord already pulls to the one chord in any key. By adding more dissonance, it creates a stronger pull, tension to calm. If you are not familiar with all the keys and the chords in them, there are many free charts on the internet giving you the chords in the key and the Roman numbers. The use of Roman numbers is very important because all the functions, how the chords interact. Think of a family. The, all the chords move to one another and have a certain role, which is the same in all 15 major keys. Later on, we will look at minor keys. I also have a book available on Amazon, The Songwriter's Guide to Melodies, which also has all these charts and explanations. The five chord, then moving to the one chord, the five is called a dominant seventh. And that is the subject of our study now. If you compose by playing chords and are not familiar with theory and reading music, don't worry. Paul McCartney, the Beatles, many composers admit to not knowing how to read music or formal training in music, but they do know about chords and their importance in creating the background. The same as I mentioned before in earlier podcasts, as a painter applying the first layer of paint, which influences the rest of the work. So it is in music. The dominant seventh is the only chord where it just says C7 or G7, only the name of the chord and seven. All the rest will say major or minor or diminished seventh. So that's how you know what to look for. So what composers have done throughout music history is taking the dominant seventh and applying it to all the other members of the key, creating dissonance that pulls to another chord in the key, also giving you new colors and ideas for melodies. Before we do that, let me explain why this dominant seventh chord has dissonance and wants to be resolved. In a C7 chord, the notes are C, E, G, and B flat. It's the five chord in the key of F. The interval between the third, the E, and the B flat is called the tritone. It's a diminished fifth. In the Middle Ages, it was forbidden. It's called the devil's interval. 
when I add the other notes in, it softens it a little, but it's still there. You still feel it. The notes in an F chord are C, well, F, A, and C. I'm starting with the C because I want to show you something. C, F, and A. Now, the C stays the same. So from the C7 to the F, the C stays the same. The E goes up half step to the F. So we have C and E to C and F. The G, you can either think of it moving down to the F or moving up to the A. So we have now the seventh though, the seventh pulls down to the A. So the third moves up to the root of the F chord and the seventh moves down to the third. So now we have C7 to F, 5-7 to 1. Now we want to add that sound to the 1 chord, 2, 3, 4, and 6 chord. After we're done going through all the chords, I will give you many examples from pop, rock, and country music of how this is used quite commonly. The 1 chord in the key of C, we have C major. If we add the 7th, the B, we get C major 7, C, E, G, B. And if we lower the 7th from B to B flat, now we have C 7th, which is the 5 chord in the key of F. Now, when we play C 7th to F, C 7th to F, the 4 chord in the key of C, we could stay in the key of C, or then we could modulate into the key of F and treat the F as a pivot chord between the two keys, or into the key of F minor, which we will study in a later podcast, all the minor keys. Or for that matter, any key that has an F minor in it, and then use that as a pivot chord. As I mentioned earlier, many of the great songwriters may not know how to read music, but they do know quite a bit about chords and their movement, because this is their inspiration. All of this can be easily learned on the internet from Google or YouTube. It's all there for free. Okay, now the two chord, D minor. D, F, A. D minor 7, D, F, A, C. Now to make a, the two chord minor a dominant seventh, we make the third, D, F, F sharp. So now we have the five chord in the key of G. So D7 pulls to G. Again, we could stay in the key of C and use the G7 chord, the 5 chord, or we could make it a G chord and move to any key with that chord in it or G minor. The 2 minor 7, D minor 7, to G7, to C major 7, is the most prominent chord progression in jazz, 2-5-1. Books have been written on that progression. Not only learning about theory and harmony on the internet, you can also learn how to play any chords you want on any instrument. There are free lessons on writing, composing, and playing all the instruments. It's amazing. The three chord. The three chord is E minor, E, G, B. E minor seventh, E, G, B, D. E seven, E, G sharp, B, D. Play that one again. And that would pull to the sixth chord, the A minor. So we could have E minor to A minor, 3 to 6, E minor 7 to A minor, 
E7 to A minor. Three different colors. Now with the four chord, the F chord, F-A-C, we can make that a major seven like the one chord. Nice sound. And if we lower the E to E flat, we get F seventh, which is the five chord in the key of B flat. So if we use that, that would be a modulation. We don't want to go to the B diminished. Diminished chords were used for centuries for dissonance. Today, they're used quite often in jazz as passing chords, but you don't see it really that often in the music that we're working with. For improvising purposes, diminished chords and diminished scales can be really quite useful in moving from one chord to another chord or in place of a minor chord for really added interest. Remember, the five chord is the natural seventh. So now we move on to the sixth chord, the A minor in the key, A minor, the sixth chord in the key of C, A, C, E, A minor seventh, A, C, E, G, and A7, A, C sharp, E, G, which will naturally pull to the two chord, the D minor. So now, what we've done is not only change the color of the chord, but we've changed its pull. Let's go back to the two chord, D minor. When you add the seventh, then you get D minor seventh, which we've studied in an earlier podcast. But when you make it a seventh, hear that pull? Totally different. Now let's look at some rock, pop, and country songs to see how this is used so often. If you use this technique in your songs, you'll see that as you're playing your chords, it will lead you in new directions. For example, if you're in the key of C writing a song, you play a D minor, but if you play a D7, your ear's going to hear that F sharp. This will change the whole feel of the phrase. Now let's listen to some examples of dominant sevenths on other chords other than the five chord. First, let's play a blues. I will play a C blues using C, F, and G. I will use just plain regular triads first. Then I will play the blues a second time using all seventh chords, which many blues players will use. So they will put a dominant seventh on the one chord, the C seventh, and on the F chord, the four chord, making it an F seventh, as well as the five chord, the G seven. Now, in this case, the 1-7 will pull to the F, which is its function, but the F-7th will not pull to a B chord or a B-flat chord. It will just move back to the 1 chord. In this case, they're not using it for pull. They're just using it for the sound of the 7th chords. Here we go. C. the same thing with dominant seventh chords. Yes. 
So we can hear the difference now. A lot more colors added into the progression. Now, as we've studied in our podcast up to this point, the modern songs use the formula more of an intro, then a verse, maybe the verse repeated, then a pre-chorus, then a chorus, then maybe back to a verse or two, another pre-chorus, always introducing the chorus, and then a bridge. A bridge in the modern songs is something totally different to really add some flavor. And then back to the pre-chorus and the chorus, and then the outro, usually the chorus, uh, repeated over and over as a hook. And the modern songs have a lot of lyrics, sometimes two or three pages, you know, telling a story. In the older songs, we had more of a verse-verse, and then a bridge, and then a verse. Of course, not all songs, but many, many ones. In the early days, in the 50s and 60s before the Beatles, fast rock songs were either blues in the style of Chuck Berry or slow songs in the style of C, A minor, F, and G, which transposed any key would be 1, 6, 4, 5. It's kind of ironic how music went through so many changes, but now we're in a period where we're back to four chords, and especially 1, 5, 6, 4. C, G, A minor, F in the key of C is so prominent and prevalent in so many of the modern songs today. So let's listen. I'll play an example of this older style where the verse will be C, A minor, F, and G, and then the bridge most of the time starts on the four chord in the key of C, the F. And to introduce that bridge, they would play a C7, and you'll hear it pull right in. So let's listen to that. C, A minor, F, G. C, F, C, C7, F. many thousands of songs have been written with that progression, and we could really hear the pull of the C7 to the F. Now let's look at some other examples from modern music, from today's music and the classics. Earlier I mentioned the Beatles, and in later podcasts I will do analysis of some of their songs. The chords they used and their inventiveness was unheard of up to this point in in the blues I just played with all seven chords, there is an example in one of their songs. In the song Can't Buy Me Love, the verses are constructed on a C blues using all seven chords, exactly what I just played. In David Bowie's All the Young Dudes, which is in the key of D, in the pre-chorus, there is an F-sharp 7, in other words, the three chord is changed from an F-sharp minor to an F-sharp 7, to introduce a B minor chord, the sixth chord, exactly what we studied before. In the song Baby I Love Your Way by Peter Frampton, the song is in the key of G major. In the pre-chorus, he starts with a B minor seventh, which is the three chord, and then he moves to the sixth chord, but instead of E minor seventh, he uses an E seven, 
which then pulls to an A minor seventh chord, the two chord. So as we said before, six pulls to two, but now it is a stronger pull. Let's do one more. In the song Daniel by Elton John and Bernie Toppin, it's in the key of C major. Under the lyrics, heading for Spain, O and, he uses an E7. So in the key of C, instead of using E minor or E minor 7, the three chord, he makes it an E7, which then pulls to an A minor. Again, we have the three chord pulling to the six chord. We could go on and on, but I think you get the idea that the use of secondary dominance not only changes the color of the chord, but adds this dissonant pull to the next chord, making it more urgent. So if you want to introduce the next chord with this urgency and pull, the secondary dominance are an excellent choice. Songwriters and musicians today have an excellent source of material to study because on the internet, as I've mentioned earlier, you can go to Google and ask for the lyrics and chords to any song. It printed out, and you have not only the lyrics and chords, but you also have the form of the song. This is an incredible asset in the study of music. Years ago, you would have to go buy all this music in book form or sheet music. You still do today if you want the complete song, but if you just want the lyrics and chords, this is perfect. Thank you so, so much for your time. All my best, Joe.